Sorry, uh, I apologize for our tardiness. I was uh, knocking off a bucket list item with my bro, who happens to be in town. We, uh, we went to the grocery store, and we drank beer. Yeah. All right, here we go. The T-bone. <laughs> and chick proof. Let's God bless. All these years, just get it right one time. What do you want from me? 40 years they've been trying. You couldn't fire somebody if they were horrible, doing a terrible job for the veterans. And now you can say you're fired. Okay. No one listens to radio. And now for a quick disclaimer. The T-Bone. And Chick Brew. Show is brought to you by nobody. We have no sponsors. The show is still rated G. For glorious. Because we have a grocery store here that has a bar inside it. It's just the perfect thing. You go there, your wife wants to shop, and she's going to drive you nuts. She's going to be going up and down the aisles and backwards and forwards with no... um, When a man goes grocery shopping, for the most part, my observation holds true, a man will start on the right-hand side of the store. He will go up and down every aisle systematically, and, and he will collect his wares along the way, and, and and that's how he does it. However, my ex- uh, my experience with women shoppers is uh, they start on aisle one, then they're in 15, then they're in two, then they're in four, then they're in six, then they're back in one, then they're back in 15. Then they're calling over customer service to help them find something that the stores never carried before. And then they're looking at shoes. And then, you know, it's just it's a traumatic experience. For anybody who's into the systematic version of shopping, so maybe it's not male, maybe it's not female, maybe it's me, maybe it's her, but if there's an option where you can maybe go. Maybe she's just trying to get you to get your steps in. You <laughs> she's trying to keep you alive, and you're just trying to get drunk. If there's an option where I can go and just sit at the bar while she wrecks pandemonium on all the other shoppers, this is a good system. This is this is made for the benefit of humanity. This is a good thing. So uh, my ma is in town, and I uh, took my brother to the bar, and we sat at the bar while mom went shopping. And we find we found her in aisle seven, and then we saw her again in aisle fifteen, and then she was in aisle one. So, uh, and then and then we were able to uh, escort her out because she was driving other people crazy. These are one way lane, moms. Or the one way. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we've got two. I do, I do often forget, like going from the commissary or like the Spanish stores here, even the big Carrefour or, or Mercadona. There's nothing more overwhelming than going back to Texas and hitting the super HEB. And even though I am, I one, I have a list with check boxes next to it. I'm not here for anything that's not on that list. <laughs> it's there's so much stuff. <laughs> Even going to the bodega in New York compared to the commissary here, I'm like, why? Where are these eight different flavors of San Pellegrino? I want all of them. It it <laughs> is so oh, it is overwhelming the amount of choices that you have, but you know it, it it is also remarkable how they never have what you're looking for. Exactly. So I'm I'm also a checklist person. Very simple. Use the checklist, and she sent me with a list, and the list had uh, uh, coconut cream flavored creamer for coffee. Every time. It ain't there. It ain't there. <laughs> I know they make it. I could probably order it through Timu, which is my new favorite shopping thing. Oh, shop like a billionaire, baby. 
<laughs> I got Zeus a freaking gold and diamond necklace, you know, so he can, you know, he, he can represent. Unfortunately, Zeus's neck is larger than the necklace, so I'm looking to donate it. I may send it to you. Uh, you'll have to switch it in between the dogs, but I'm sure Rupert oh, would look. We know who the real gangster of this episode is, Ranger. <laughs> I don't think I sent you his newest thug photo. I'll have to send it to you here in a bit. I know you just posted something up, and I didn't get a chance to get into it because I was trying to get this thing up and running. So, uh, well, a lot of uh, pre-banter banter. Let's get into our regular banter. Hey, hello, my friend. How are you? How are things been? What's going on in your world? My parents were here. It's great. Um, got spained real hard. <laughs> I love when Spain this. becomes a verb. Tell me that story. So the power kept doing its thing, going out. Um, Thursday, out for good. Could not get the breaker to, to switch back over. Um, it's almost good Friday, meaning no one is working. So call the homeowner's insurance and they send a, send a guy out and he works on it and everything is good. And not thinking, you know, I test the, the things that stopped working. I went to turn the oven on. Bang. It was, there was no power to the oven. So I tested all the things that had shut out when the power went. The oven was not one of those things. So I went to, no one's coming back. <laughs> no one's coming back. There's no one. So we call back up. We're like, hey, the uh, the stovetop, the oven's not working. Uh, could you send someone out? And they're like, no, not till Tuesday. That is not an emergency. Go out and get food, basically. Okay. I am going to leave the same power source that the oven is on. Our front gate is on. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> so I got to find the key to do the manual override to get out. And um, then the power goes out again. And our washing machine has no power. The washing machine itself is dead. Like, it is burnt to a crisp. I have no idea what happened. It's been making a terrible sound, to be fair. Like, for the last three three months, we've been called housing. And we're like, hey. Um, so, something ain't terrible, right. Something's wrong. And uh, they're like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Well, it's just making a noise, like a staticky noise. But no lights will come on. It's dead. <laughs> but can't call housing because they're closed until tomorrow if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen on the holiday weekend that is that is the way that it works uh i am sorry that for three months your washing machine was screaming at you i'm dying it's like uh maybe it was a back problem maybe you should have had my doctors (laughs) diagnose what's wrong with your washing machine they they said the same thing it's fine it's fine (laughs) it just needs to burn (laughs) until uh until it's dead and uh have you had the upgrade to your housing electrical yet because as americans we consume more electricity than most spaniards so you pay to have them come in and basically add an extra fuse and some stronger wires and you can usually continue to use electricity without it tripping have you done that yet so we haven't because i want to put it on the solar panels because then the electricity is so much cheaper during the day because you're not paying during the day you only pay at night okay so the solar panels that you're getting are do not have a battery storage system attached to them well, you can do it that way if you want to, or you can do it with the electric company, which then provides you with any backup that you may want outside of the batteries. 
You're not really living like, off the grid. You're just kind of no, 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 no. Yeah. I, I'm no, I'm just not paying as much. Look, I am not an off the grid person. Have we met? I am still <laughs> on the grid. I am the grid. I'm not trying to to no because when something breaks, I want the I want the electric company to come repair it. Right. I, I am not the grid. I, I, I'm not try, trying to live off the grid. I want it to be cheaper. I want it to be affordable. I want to charge all my shit without having to bag groceries at the commissary for additional funds. <laughs> and you bought a Tesla Y? <laughs> so it's still it's so cheap. <laughs> There's hardly any money charging it. Right. Where is your nearest charging port that's not your house? Uh, there's one at Lidl, but they also put a bunch on base. Them just they haven't opened them, but they've installed them. That makes total sense. If the they government, if the government could find a way to <laughs> waste money, they definitely will. And and once again, I uh, I told you the story many times over about the Aldi there in Rota. They have one EV charger there, and. Uh, Early on, it was great for the one guy in Rota who had a Tesla. He would just plug it in there all day long. It was great. And then somebody else bought a Tesla. And he also wanted the free electricity because Aldi was giving it away for free. And, they uh, still do. Aldi and Lidl right down the street. But I don't go there to charge my car. I go there with a fully charged car. How long does it take? to? Well, you don't know, do you? Because you've never really run the battery down. You keep it topped off, right? Yeah. Just why would I run it all the way down? Because you were going to go somewhere? I mean, when you had the family in town, did you use the electric car to take them places? Yeah. Uh, What's the lowest your electricity got, your electric level got down to? Like 45. And how long does it go from 45 to 100? How long does that take? I don't charge it to 100. I charge it to 90. And Of course you don't charge it to 100. When I I woke up, I was good to go. All right. Well, I'm not trying to sell Teslas or Volts or any kind of electric vehicle that isn't a golf cart. So I'm going to. It is a golf cart. I currently drive a golf cart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the highlight of the vacation for the family? Oh, man. We, we went to Barcelona and we did all the Gaudi tours and it was a blast and it was really fun to go to one of my favorite cities with my parents and kind of see them see it for the first time. And then. Just them being here. I love to spend time with them. I don't care. We could sit on the couch and do nothing, and I'm completely happy. Um, My dad walking Rupert. (laughs) My dad is not a dog person. (laughs) And we were on the boardwalk in Puerto, and my dad's walking Rupert. And, you know, my dad's, like, just kind of plodding along, and Rupert's just kind of snuffling along. (laughs) And they both looked so retired and so happy. (laughs) But... The dogs miss them. The dogs keep going to the guest room and, you know, sniffing the air, looking like, okay, but where are the people with the good pets? Where did they go? And that sucks. Oh, and the good pets as in uh, giving love to the puppies. I understand. I got confused there for a moment. I'm sure the audience did too. With good pets, what the heck? Anyway, back to the uh, Gaudi. So uh, for those who don't know, Antoni Gaudi uh, was a... um, architect and sculptor and designer and artist in the Barcelona area. And uh, all of the buildings that Gaudi designed are identifiable because they're all ugly. They are there. <laughs> is, is, if you get into the word origin of uh, Gaudi, is, is, is Gaudi a derivative of Gaudi? No, because it's funny. Like, so people, we were talking about this while we were doing the tour of the Sagrada. Um, De Familia, Familia. yeah. Is, 
it's whenever you go and especially living in europe you go to these like cathedrals that are like a billion years old and like this church has been here longer than earth it actually landed from outer space <laughs> this is a rocket ship that landed on earth and brought the humans but these things are only from the 1800s so comparatively very new like america was already a thing when they started building these it's like the one thing that America is older than. The one thing in Europe that America is older than. Um, so that's interesting. But it's, I had been there in 2019 and I had taken pictures outside, you know, the same picture everyone takes out front. And when I took the same picture this time, I was looking at it and the amount of work that they had done from 2019 to 2022 on the outside there was noticeable differences. I was like, well, look at that. I have, I have seen it in person myself many times. I have seen it through the camera lens of other people as recently as I can imagine. It still looks the same to me. It doesn't look like anything. I, you know, it is something to be said to the testament of the Spanish worker. Cause if you're going to make a correlation on how long it takes to get something done in Spain, this cathedral is a great example of how long it takes something to get done in Spain. Cause it's on what, 150 years now. And it's not complete yet. Now, of course well, that's got it was a holiday. <laughs> of course there's financing and all this other stuff involved, but at the, at the source of it is they couldn't find workers. At this point of the conversation, we were interrupted by my new boss, and uh, I really didn't pick up after uh, where we left off. So here's us continuing with me being excited about my new position. <laughs> you excited? I am excited. Uh, you know, uh, I don't like change. <laughs> I, I don't like change, but uh, sometimes things got to change. And, uh, and I definitely needed a change, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to getting, you know, and I tell people who don't understand the complexity of what we work with on a regular basis. I'm, uh, I work for uh, one admiral right now, and, and I'm going to go and work for a completely different admiral. And this, this other admiral uh, he has money, number one, and treats his people a lot differently than the, the admiral I currently work for. I don't directly work for the admiral, but I'm a couple people down. And getting out of Commander Navy Installations Command wasn't my initial goal, but I'm glad I'm crossing that finish line. I am so glad that I am <laughs> done with CNIC. And there's great people in CNIC, but a lot of their policies and their oh my god, is what all those C stand for. <laughs> I mean, the job of CNIC is to man, train, and equip. And they do not man us, they do not train us, and they do not equip us. So we are not going to have a good day if they that's not happening. Us. They train us to slowly lose our minds, and they equip us for an inevitable nervous breakdown. <laughs> or or uh, work by death or death by work. Speaking of death, our friend Will C. had his Widowmaker recently. Okay. It's, a, it's a strange club, this Widowmaker club, and apparently there's merchandise that goes along with it. Will uh, is in New York City. He's taking care of business. He's doing some important things. He gets taken to the world-famous Gallagher Steakhouse. 
and he has himself the Gandolfini. And and that's the new phrase I'm quoting because that's the meal that kills you, just like it did uh, the actor James Gandolfini. He's in Rome. He's with his family. He's having a good time. Ba-boom, he's dead because he ate too much. His heart couldn't take it. There are other people who have died from eating. And, you know, you never know when your last meal is going to be your last meal. So if you, you got some risk factors there, you've, you've had a rough life, you got a, a ticker that's a sneaky, sneaky. You don't know what's going to happen. You have that Gandolfini meal, a meal, and boom. But he didn't go boom. He uh, he went, uh, and his uh, was enough of a cue to, to get him into the hospital. And eventually, when they figured out what was wrong, they was like, it's a good thing you showed up because <laughs> you wouldn't have made it home. Now, Will is he's out of the hospital. He's doing great. I wish him nothing but the best and continued success, of course. He's got his dry bar comedy special coming up soon. And uh, he'll be the second comic that we've had on the show that is filmed with dry bar. When are you going to get your... Huh? When, are, when, is, when, when is your turn? <laughs> get back up there. While talking. I forgot. There's only two people in this room, and only one of them has done stand-up this year. Guess who Ah... Ah. Not you. Ah. <laughs> oh. You are correct, Literally madam. Everyone but you, dude. Come on. So he's up, he's well, he's doing he's he's up and he's out of the hospital. He's doing as well, doing well. He's got this dry bar special cupping up soon. I'm very, very angry about his hospitalization. Because I'm a caring, loving individual. Friend goes in the hospital, I don't like hospitals, I'm not coming to visit, but I'll send you something. You know, when you're when you're in a gloomy room, I'm going to brighten it up. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to send you some balloons. I'm going to write a joke on the card. I'm doing nice stuff. So I use this place called uh, hospitalgiftshop.com and same day service. I made my order at 8:32 in the morning and by 7 o'clock that night it still hadn't been delivered. When I called their customer service line, that's only open Monday through Friday, they said, "Oh, it'll be delivered soon." It's on the truck. The following day, it still hadn't been delivered. So I'm trying to call, trying to call, trying to call. Customer service isn't open on a Saturday. What the short end of this story is, I'm going to try to ask for a refund. They're probably not going to give me a refund. Do not use hospitalgiftshop.com. If you need something delivered the same day, and not, you know, most people, thank God, are not spending a long time in the hospital. So he was in the hospital. He was scheduled for surgery. I had enough time to get the order in. He should have had those balloons waiting for him when he got out of the hospital, when he got out of surgery. They should have been in his room to brighten his day and a joke about uh, whatever I had to do to keep him from being a prostitute. It was a good joke. I liked it. But uh, then he gets ready to check out. And I was like, you can't check out until you get my, my, my package. And the package never got delivered to him. Never. Hospitalgiftshop.com. Keep that in mind. Maybe they're like hoping that the person will die and it'll be so. Still going to ask. Yeah, I just got the money. I, if just my got friend money. died, I was still going to ask for the refund because I paid for him to see balloons. And he did not get those balloons. Now, this could just be New York. It could just be New York. Because I've done it with the, our friend, my friend Rick. Uh, Rick Acosta, when he was in the hospital, he, you know, it wasn't from a heart attack, so I didn't have dietary restrictions. I got him some Cracker Barrel. I got Cracker Barrel delivered to his hospital bed and a country fried steak and gravy and biscuits and mm, I mean, I feel like mm. you could have definitely done that 
in New York. And that probably would have shown up. Yes, it would have. And then, you know, then I would have Will on the other end going, hey, thanks. Can't eat this. Can't I eat mean, this. I mean, but you just be a cracker, bro. You could got like an acai bowl or something. There's so much junk <laughs> in New York. You could order literally anything and a person to feed it to him. Like, so, I'm going to tell you a sad story, but I got to tell you a sad story to get to this next part. One of our neighbors, our, uh, there is a couple in the neighborhood that we see frequently. They walk their dog every day. Man, woman, dog walking. We see them, we wave. That's the extent of our relationship. Recently, we noticed man, dog, no woman. We had never seen that before. And in a short period of time, the, the wife was able to confirm the woman is no longer with us. So my wife, being the loving, sweet, caring person that she is, you know, offers us up anything you need. Let us know. We're here for you. We'll help you. And then she approaches me with this idea. We should invite him over for Easter. Now, I'm not prone to inviting what I would consider to be a stranger into my home to break bread with me. I have people I've known for years who haven't been to my home and broke bread with me. And the guy who I used to wave to didn't qualify. I don't know. I don't know if he murdered his wife. I don't know. I don't <laughs> even know his name. I don't know her name. I don't know the set and the circumstances here. You know, this could be a horrible trap. Well, of course, I'm ridiculous if I make such a suggestion, but we compromised in that we weren't going to invite him over, but we would take him a plate. And again, it's the nice thing to do, right? It's a good thing to do. And bless her heart for thinking of these things. But me, I'm like, what, what have I got? To, what am I going to do when I go over to talk to this guy? You know, what am I going to say? Hey, okay you know i just i want to be sympathetic but i'm not good at sympathy i'm not good at it in my own life you know if something is wrong i'm like eh, i'm sorry that happened and then oh, can i give you a balloon is there ten dollars <laughs> yeah <Bye>. can, <laughs> here's a drink i hope you feel better what i'm not good at sympathy i i'm sorry that i'm not good at sympathy i wish i were better but it was uh, the, what reminded me of that is the food thing. We, you know, we go and we take him way too much food for one frail old man. And I'm looking at her pack up this ham that I just cooked. You know, and, and like, why are we giving this old man all, all this? That's a, that's like three ham sandwiches you packed up in this bag. And we we pack it up, we give it to him. But we also gave him the fudge that she made, the brownies that she made, the freaking potato pie or pumpkin pie. We made that and gave it to her. And, uh, and, and, and bless his heart, he can't eat the sweets. So he, he kicked the sweets back. So we, you know, I mean, I'm out a couple of ham sandwiches, but at least I got that pumpkin pie back. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Oh, well, uh, since we're... That's part anyway talking about. Of course. But since we're talking about food, why don't we just get right into it? It's time to talk about cooking. And tonight prove one thing. You know f all. You uh, what was the biggest meal that you made during the course of the stay of the of the guest? Well, right as the power was going out, I was actually preheating the oven to put in a lasagna that I had made. Mm. Homemade sauce, mm. everything. Just was gonna put that in the oven and then the power went out. So I ended up cooking that on the grill. Which is a challenge. Baking lasagna it on is, the grill is a challenge. 
just the bottom layer just was lost to the pan. But I mean, that was fine. It was really good. It was deceiving, though, because we had barbecue. I had barbecued uh, ribs, bratwurst, steak, all kinds of stuff earlier in the week. And, you know, like barbecue smell is barbecue smell. And then I'm like cooking a lasagna, but it still smells like barbecue. And I'm like, this is not smell right. So my nose was telling me I was having barbecue. <laughs> my eyes were telling me I was having lasagna. And luckily my taste buds also told me we were having lasagna, but it was a little bit confusing during the cooking process. The um, the pizza place out there by the fairgrounds in Puerto, what is the name of that? It's a pretty popular pizza place with the Americans. Blanco Paloma. Blanco Paloma. They got a chicken caprese. They got a pollo caprese. That's uh, delightful. And my mother is making us some pollo caprese tomorrow. So uh, that's, that's, the, that's the big food agenda for us. Uh, Where's yeah. your mom now? What is she doing? Currently, she's probably upstairs napping. Oh, she's so smart. Yeah, we uh, we went to uh, we went to the, the grocery store. We did our grocery shopping. Uh, we drank the beer in the bar that's in the grocery store, and uh, and then we brought it all home. And it's all set up. We ham sandwiches for everybody, and uh, and and that's it. I love I love the Easter, but uh, we were supposed to have turkey. So I'm thinking about this. Every turkey I've ever had, I followed the directions. And it says, depending on the size of the turkey, to take it out and put it in your refrigerator to thaw. I have never, ever had a turkey thaw in the time that it said was needed to thaw. Never. I've never had that. And it's not because I have an exceptionally frigid refrigerator. It's, it's a stupid process. And I've always had to put my turkey in a turkey bath of hot water and then replace the hot water until you get it all nice and thawed. I've had to do that every freaking time. I think it's time, because America is a very litigious society, I think it's time we sue Big Turkey. Not Big Turkey. Yes, we definitely need to sue Big Turkey. I don't, I don't know how that court case is going to go, but I'm going to have fun. I'm going to represent myself because any man that represents himself has a fool for a client. So I've heard. I am excited to see you on the picket line. Defrost, drop the cost. Defrost, drop the cost. Just marching around with just. That's a, a pretty good slogan. Just, I like it. I know. I just thought of it too. Just like. <laughs> Instead of like the sign being on like a stick, it's on like a giant turkey leg, and you're just like a caveman out there. <laughs> Defrosted turkey time corrections. It's a great image in my mind. Okay, you're the chef. Tell me, without any spatchcocking involved, that's huh? Huh? I used that's it. That's a good spatchcock, though. <laughs> without any spatchcocking involved, how do you thaw a turkey? I don't know that I've ever purchased a frozen turkey, <laughs> to be honest with you. Are you buying them fresh? I normally get them from Steve the Butcher. Full turkey, thawed, ready yeah. to go. Yeah, you just go pick it up and then just put the brine on it and throw that bad boy in the oven with its little ankles wrapped in foil like I, a normal... I'm pretty sure person. Steve the Butcher is a, is a former mob guy. Because he's a British man that lives in Spain and and sells his wares out of the back of a truck. Yeah, I mean, it's always a drug deal. It's the, <laughs> the sketchiest thing. It makes buying burritos out of a trunk at security parking lot seem 
novel because um, he's just got a hunk of raw meat for you. Just and he's, you're certain that it's pork. <laughs> you think? But Allegedly. I mean, if it was human, would you know the difference? Nope. <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe if you see the liver spots, maybe then you'd know. <laughs> was this grass-fed? <laughs> this was not grass-fed. <laughs> yeah, so pollo caprese, that's, uh, that's the big thing for us this week. Uh, we're going to do some dining outs. We're going to baseball games where we're having a good time. I'm looking forward to it. And, and, and lots of ham sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your what is your next paid gig? What are you what food whoring are you doing? Well, hopefully my oven gets fixed because I have uh, cupcakes. Just a lot of gazpacho until further notice. huh? <laughs> that's no, because you got to cook gazpacho. You got to cook it. Oh, cook the ingredients. Ceviche. <laughs> ceviche. That's the one I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. Lots of ceviche <laughs> until the stove is fixed. Oh, yeah. I got macaroons and um, cupcakes. We'll see. <laughs> How good are you with your neighbors? <laughs> we are just the weird Americans who have two obnoxious dogs. I'm pretty certain that's the extent of our neighborness. And and all of your neighbors are neighbors for eternity, right? These are they all bought their houses. Like one set of neighbors, it's son, daughter, grandma, grandpa. Yeah, generational. Sister. Yeah. 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 They're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. I mean, we don't have it bad with our neighbors. It's just like... Do you know their names? Do you wave at them? Yeah. Do you take them, them, do you take them like, grieving meals? I mean, we don't know people that. Don't know people <laughs> that. But like one time our neighbor got locked out and, you know, it, we helped her call her daughter to get an extra key. Like we did that. We let her in our home. We don't know her. So in, in Rhoda, I lived on, you know, what we appropriately nicknamed American Row. They were a set of Ferris homes that were rented exclusively by Americans. And depending on who your neighbor was. Uh, so Art, my friend Art was my neighbor for a while. And, and then Art moved out and I got Bonnie, the dentist. And uh, unfortunately, Bonnie, she caught me uh, when I uh, locked myself out of the house. Uh I locked myself out of the house, which is not an uncommon thing to do. But if you don't have your phone and you're in your underwear, it, uh, it you know, because I would just go out on the front porch in my underwear. I had a privacy fence. That's the beautiful thing about Spain. Everybody's got a wall or a fence in there. And you can do whatever you want behind that wall or that fence. So I was having a smoke in my underwear late at night. And I heard that door shut behind me and instantly realized, rut and uh, I mean, what are my options? What are my options? So I wait for a quiet moment when there's no children walking down the street and I scuttle over to my neighbor and ring the bell and, and ask them if they can please call the landlord. I'm locked out of my house and then scuttled back to my my uh, the privacy. Thank God I didn't lock myself out of the fenced in area so that. Oh, yeah, that would have been <laughs> there's a great video of a guy who steps out of his room to dump off his tray butt naked he's uh oh, i see that yeah the room service tray to put outside his door the door closes behind him and then he's gotta he's gotta do that whole mike myers bit for you know hiding his junk as he walks all the way down to the lobby have you ever locked yourself out of the house constantly constantly i've had to climb in the dog door 
Weirdly enough, this is the only house I've locked myself out of. I like the function of a door that automatically locks behind you. Plus, it's a solid door. It's got multiple locks in it. It's not getting kicked in. It's a good door. And, And as long as your process is to always put the key in the door before you walk out, you're golden. But, you know, one or two or several libations later and you forgot that your normal process is to put the key in the door so you don't get locked out. And and there you sit in your underwear, pondering. That isn't, <laughs> never been how I've gotten locked out. It's always <laughs> when I'm on my way to work. I'm on my way to work. I grab my bag and it's always like the keys are right next to the door. They're They're right there. And then I get out and I'm like, ah, shoot don't have my keys to get into work and i'm like you don't have keys to get to work because you don't have keys period <laughs> oh it's all going bad yeah 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 so it's you know it is what it is figure it out sometimes it's harder than others today is the tent the uh the hotline i can't play that ad anymore i'm going to go ahead and make space on the stream deck for that because the hotline is no more the only way you can reach out to us is you can dm us on facebook or you can post something on our facebook page we're very easy to find just search the hashtag l-u-n-s-b that's lunsb and if you ever find yourself writing something particularly funny use the hashtag lunsb so i do that now uh you know i i Oh, maybe I don't know. We haven't talked in a bit. I recently went to the Veterans Administration and and they uh, doing the in-processing for my medical benefit. They say, uh, I realize this is a silly question, but we have to ask, how do you identify? And then she starts giving me a list of options, male, female, uh, unknown, binary, non-binary, multiplication, other. You know, she gives me all of these options. And I decided at that moment, from this day forward, I'm going to identify as a kangaroo. She okay. laughs and says, you can't, you can't identify as a kangaroo. I was like, but you have a box that says other. And she checked the box that says other and typed the word kangaroo in. And now, according to the Veterans Administration, which is a federal agency, I identify as a kangaroo. Now, as I tell people the story about me identifying as a kangaroo, they get a kick out of it. They get a chuckle. But everybody wants to talk about my pouch. And ha ha, yeah, pouch this, pouch that, yeah, yeah, you're funny. I'm a freaking male kangaroo, okay? I don't got a pouch. I'm a male kangaroo. I didn't think I needed to clarify that. <laughs> it was funny, but you also, your face froze. And so I was like, you gonna say something else? I couldn't read any facial cues. <laughs> well, how do you think the people who are just listening feel about that? The people who are just listening feel about you being a male kangaroo? No, feel about my face freezing up. They can't see my face freezing up to begin with. They can't take social cues off of my... my. Anyway. <laughs> Why don't we move on? For after the credits. Why do, <laughs> if it only worked that way. Why don't we move on to the news? And now it is time for headlines from around the globe. Do you have any headlines for me? Yes. All righty then. Arizona Dairy Queen searching for missing giant red spoon. <laughs> Arizona. I didn't know they had Dairy Queens, to be honest. I, I am surprised. I am surprised that there's a Dairy Queen that far west. I am. I'm also a little jealous that they have a Dairy Queen. <laughs> but I am I am not surprised at all that the meth heads of Arizona 
decided to steal uh, you know and that plastic spoon i can see it it's it's eight nine feet long it's a it's it's bigger than most surfboards it is huge so we surfboard for scale <laughs> yeah so you've got to you got to have a mode of transportation that's capable because there's no way you're pulling this caper off by tying it to the roof of a Hyundai, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not tying this thing to the roof of a four door sedan and making a clean getaway when the spoon is longer than the sedan. You need like one of those super overcompensating trucks, like a thirty, a thirty five hundred or or forty five hundred numbers that don't even mean anything, but they've got a bed that's long enough to put you know seventy or eighty children in the back of for a Halloween hayride. Hayride, yes, I was hayride. <laughs> the safe so, answer is what that is. And people who buy these twenty five hundred, thirty five hundred, forty five hundred trucks, these things are very expensive, so they've got money. However. However, Arizona is also very close to the southern border. There's a lot of crime associated with the southern border. And the Mexican cartel is involved in a lot of this crime. So it wouldn't be a far. Were they using the spoon? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. A couple of very, very, uh, uh, some people with a lot of ingenuity uh, realized that the the fulcrum needed to use a giant spoon to cattle people, uh, catapult people over a 12-foot wall. Really, it isn't that big. Plus, it's mobile. So, you know, you can you can launch a couple of bodies over the wall at this location, jump in your 4,500 truck, move a, fu- a few feet down the road, and launch a couple more. That's, that's why they're finding babies at the southern border alone now. That's happened more than once. There's just a little baby on a security camera all by itself walking around. That's terrifying. It, it got launched by a spoon. It's a spoon-launched baby. So you got your anchor babies and your spoon-launch babies. <laughs> that went scary real quick. Has Dairy Queen <laughs> offered a reward for the return of the giant plastic spoon? I don't know. I didn't... If they do, it'll be like Dairy Queen coupons. Like, oh, thank you. Here's some fries, bitch. (laughs) It won't even be a blizzard. It won't even be anything good. It'll be one of those dill pops, one of those stupid ice cream sandwich on a sticks. Those are stupid. I hated those. They're like, oh, it's your birthday? Have this. No, I came here for a Snickers blizzard. I don't need that and the Snickers. I just want the blizzard. I have not uh, been a connoisseur of the queen. As a child, it was, you know, fast food in my day and age was a special event. Like if you went to a McDonald's, that was a big deal. And if you went to a Dairy Queen, that was a really big deal because they were fewer and farther in between. So we maybe went to two Dairy Queens when I was a child. And as an ad- Dairy Queen was always something that my grandpa, my my dad's dad, whenever we would go to Lufkin, he would take us to get a blizzard. Like food from Dairy Queen, not really a thing. But my dad was in the Navy. We drove across country and, you know, PCSing like crazy. So that was really the only time we ate fast food. Uh, when we're in a home, we're eating at home. But Dairy Queen blizzards, when, the, when those really started to make a big, they were in the commercials and all that. I remember we just come back from Japan and my grandpa was like, I didn't know which one you wanted, so I got a couple of each. <laughs> I like this grandpa. 
Oh, I'm like, oh my God, these are amazing. <laughs> but still to this day, the Snickers blizzard. So the Dairy Queen, thinking this through for a second, because it just they, nothing about the word Dairy Queen makes you think delicious food that is not dairy related. Did Dairy Queen start solely as an ice cream place? I'm going to have to ask the producer because she, or the manager, because she actually worked at a Dairy Queen. What? So she probably yeah. had to go through the Dairy Queen Hall of Fame uh, history lesson system. Yeah, I'd be interested to know, <laughs> just because of the title alone, if it was Dairy Queen, that uh, and their symbol has always been uh, a shake with a spoon, you know? Yeah. Not the spoon anymore. <laughs> the spoon. It'd be interesting to know if it was always just a self-serve or soft-serve ice cream joint that later added food and when that happened. You know, like A&W Root Beer, and then they came out with the A&W restaurants that served A&W Root Beer. But even though it was A&W Restaurant, it always had food. Did, uh, did this Dairy Queen it? I don't know. It'd be interesting to find that out. Uh, that was a good headline. That was a little bit of fun. You got another headline for me? Of course. Well, here we go. Giant spoon taken from Arizona Dairy Queen. That was <laughs> thanks to Pokemon Go. <laughs> well played, Chick Brew. Well played. <laughs> uh, so uh, tell me how Pokemon Go. I'm not using that as a headline. That's a great follow-up headline uh, to our initial headline. So you got to have one in, in backup. So they found it using the Pokemon Go. So, okay, mind you, the spoon is apparently 15 feet. <laughs> I was close. Yeah, and it was found um, leaned up against the fence behind a middle school just about two miles away from where it was stolen. But a guy was just out doing the Pokemon thing and thought, what is this? And then there was the, the spoon. Now, now you, you come across a 15-foot plastic spoon. You don't know it's stolen. It's just there. Leaned up against a fence, you say. Hmm. Uh, Long ways, though. <laughs> <laughs> you don't call the authorities. You pick that spoon up. That's called trail treasure. You pick Absolutely. that spoon up. You throw it over your shoulder, and you start going, hi-ho. And walking that thing back to the house. That's mine now. That's I used to have a life-size cutout of Dennis Rodman that my mom and I acquired doing a thing. Several stop signs that were just just disregarded on the side of the road for whatever reason. That's yours. Yes, that's that's, that's trail treasure. Yours. Now you do have to explain to the authorities because you're going to get pulled over because they know the spoon's missing and they want their free French fries. Uh, they're dill pop. <laughs> and so they're going to be, you know, you're walking down the road with your trail treasure over your shoulder. You're whistling. You're happy. You've got this giant spoon. You don't know what you're going to do with it yet. The cops who are on high alert for the red giant spoon see you call in backup. They swoop down upon you. And now here you are trying to explain your way out of this situation. I guarantee you it was a white person playing Pokemon Go that found the spoon. Most definitely. Because this would be Probably a different headline. Yes. Speaking of different headlines, give me a fresh one. Australian company makes mammoth meatball using actual mammoth DNA. 
If you would have said Australian company manufactures giant red spoon, I would have probably peed myself. (laughs) (laughs) Just try to, I mean, is the mammoth meatball the new projectile for the spoon catapult? I don't know. All right. So uh, mammoth meatball, I think, is metaphorical. I don't, I think that's the mixture of the DNA with the Indian elephant and uh, the stuff that they pulled out of a piece of uh, amber or mosquito inside. Yeah, it's straight up real life Jurassic Park stuff going on, but I don't think they've reached the level of meatball production capacity yet. I think this is also, a. Like, that's what you picked to make was a meatball? <laughs> right? Where is the, uh, the mammoth wings? Holy cow, man. <laughs> 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 you thought buffalo wings were good. Wait until you find out about mammoth wings. <laughs> what, you know, I don't know what's going to come first, World War Three or uh, the destruction of the, the human race through science. Believe in the science, they say. Meanwhile, we've got uh, people out there creating tiny black holes. Not going on wrong there. Uh, to think of what the Super Hadron Collider must do to create an instantaneous tiny little millifraction of a black hole. They have 17 miles, 17 miles of uh, uh, tubes, giant tubes under the, the Switzerland and uh, whatever other countries it touches, and they spin particles around inside this accelerator at, at hyper speeds to get them to crash into one another so they can make a tiny black hole for a fraction of a millisecond and go, look at us, look what we did. Uh, and the whole time they know, uh, well, this could go horribly wrong. Now, there are people out there trying to mix dinosaur DNA with living animals that are currently on the process and no one's raising their non-firing hand and saying, uh, this could go wrong, and though we can, maybe we shouldn't. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> Why? Because Jurassic Park was cool, and everyone, en- cool. everyone enjoyed it. And, uh, and I, of course, I've been to zoos that do exhibits with animatronic dinosaurs, and it's mm-hmm. cool, it's neat. But uh, the, the, the fact that those things can get out, because this happens in even with the animals that we have on the planet now, you know, a tiger gets oh, out here. Yes, a tiger gets out here. A koala bear gets out there. We've recently talked about a bear getting out of a zoo multiple times. Uh, the bear was such a bad offender. They shifted to Texas and uh, private landowners own more. And you know what? Go ahead. They can ship all the dinosaurs to Texas, too. Texas will take them. They will. But that's going to mean... Border patrol. It's going to be... Out there, a T-Rex just carried a giant red spoon. Yes, yes. We put a fence in between the border and we put raptors or velociraptors in there to, as a patrol. <laughs> that fixes... The only problem is, is then with the spoon and the drugs and <laughs> T-Rex with the spoon and the dr- could be very bad. Then we'll have cocaine dinosaur yes <laughs> yes so i have i have received a per- so uh, in in the weird way things work it's so funny ron kane over at the dns podcast he uh, he gave the recommendation on the show about li- watching this the watching this movie with robin williams called the the greatest dad or the greatest father whatever it was and he forewarned me that it was a dark comedy and 
And, I, you know, I take the man's recommendation. Well, he forewarned the audience. I'm a member of his audience. I was listening. So I'm listening. Uh, I'm watching this movie, and uh, it, I wasn't, I didn't get it. I didn't like it. It wasn't funny, and then it, it wasn't good. I didn't enjoy it. So I tapped out. I'm probably 30, 35 minutes in. I'm like, this ain't, this ain't the one, son. So I tap out. And then the next time I see Ron, I was like, hey, man, that was a, that was a tough recommendation. I tried. And I couldn't get through, you know, more than 35 minutes. He goes, it ends well. Give it a shot. You keep, keep trying. Oh, okay. What the heck? I'll give it another try. And I did. And I finished it. And I still, I wasn't that, I wasn't impressed. It wasn't a great movie. So in the last week's episode of the DNR podcast, he says the exact same thing I just said, except from his perspective. And, and, and I appreciate the recommendation, and I'm sorry it didn't work out. And then his partner, Damien, says, I need to watch Cocaine Bear. Well, I'm going to watch Cocaine Bear. I was always going to watch Cocaine Bear. But I'll take the recommendation from the DNR podcast to uh, to listen to, to watch the Cocaine Bear. What was the Cocaine Alligator? Didn't we come up with a series? That was like what, an episode or two ago. We were talking about all of our yeah, yeah. cocaine animals. But are they going to do I think there may be a cocaine shark. <laughs> yeah, there's the higher probability of a cocaine shark because... Most, well, yeah, I mean, crackhead crocodiles. Yes. Are, yes, crack croc. Yes. Wow, wow. Crack croc is on the go. Crack croc has got to be Australian, of course. Of course, of course. <laughs> Crikey, crack croc. All right, that was, a, that was a good segment. I enjoyed the headlines there. Let's quickly talk about our people that are working out. It is time for a Resolution Rewards update. The Resolution Rewards program is a program that we set up this year. It's, it was a challenge that we set up this year. We've done challenges in the past. This one has been uh, the longest-running challenge we've ever done. We started with five participants. We're down to four. Every one of them is still doing a great job. We will have a tiebreaker. There is money involved. We are only a couple of months away from the amount of money that someone can win doubling. Uh, so they they put in their little entry fee. We pulled that money together. And whatever that money was, we said we would double come July the 1st. And it looks like this competition is going to go to July the 1st. And it looks like this competition is going to go all the way to December when we have a tiebreaker. Now, I'm telling the, the, the participants that are in the, the competition right now, you need to be working towards that tiebreaker. You need to be getting people onto the, the website. You need to get people listening to the show. You need to get people liking your videos so that when the tiebreaker time comes, they, they, you have developed a fan base. They are your fans. They want you to win this money. You, you can win this money, but it's all going to come down to popularity of your, your uh, tie-breaking video. And I'm, I'm positive we're going to get there because everyone's motivated. Everyone's doing a great job. We might lose maybe one more. Maybe an injury, something happens. Maybe we might lose one more. Don't know who that one person could be. Could be any of you. But right now, you're all doing great. You're, uh, you're doing well physically. You're losing weight. You're keeping it up. And I, I congratulate all of you who are still in a competition. Although I am no longer in the competition, I am now back to exercising regularly. And I'm going to go back to my TikTok experiment where I believe 
while we still have TikTok, that views are uh, exaggerated on TikTok. And I'm just going to do mundane, hello, this is me, T-Bone, working out videos on TikTok and see if I can get them into the into the stratosphere of likes with no real attempt at being entertaining. I have hit a weird, like, weight loss oh, thing no. that it, I have. It's the plateau. It, Everyone gets it. No, no, it's not the plateau. It was like, I went over the plateau, and I haven't experienced this weight loss side effect. Side effect. And basically, I was going to put on my underwear today, and I put on a very, fairly new pair of underwear, and I didn't realize how much my waist had been stretching them. And when I went and put these on, they were all like wrinkly, crinkly, and they don't fit right anymore. <laughs> I was like, "What a great problem to have!" What? Whose waist was this? <laughs> oh my! <laughs> <laughs> well, you're doing great, and I'm rooting for you. You know, uh, you're my fan favorite, so I'm rooting for you. Uh, the, yeah, I have to root for you because I'm not in it and uh, I don't want anybody else to win it. We'll see how it goes. Are you ready to move to the book of everything? Of course. Every week we're going to give you something, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to give you something to make you smarter, make you exciting, make you more likable to the opposite sex. It's going to be facts from the book of everything. And uh, this week we get right to it. Nelson Mandela was not removed from the U.S. terror watch list until 2008. Think about that for a second. Nelson Mandela, who had been in prison for many, many years, and all he wanted to do was uh, equal rights for people in South Africa. Eventually, he becomes the president of South Africa with the abolishment of our, uh, apartheid, but was still on the terror watch list until 2008. What do you think of that? Crazy, right? That feels, that feels about right, though. Come on. <laughs> you think it's crazy? It's not as I crazy. Oh, my goodness. I, uh, all right, you're going to choose human or boar? Boar. All right, she chose boar, ladies and gentlemen, but I 100% can tell you we're coming back to this human one. A boar's <laughs> ejaculation produces 70 times as much semen as a man's. Do you feel inferior? I never fear inferior when it comes to ejaculate. Never. <laughs> And I am I am dog marking. That's what, ear marking, ear marking, right? I am yeah. ear marking this page, which I have never done to the book of everything, because this next fact you're going to get next week is going to be one of the ones you never forget. Oh my god, a cliffhanger! We did it. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while, you're going to get a fact, and you're not going to be able to shake it. And the one I'm going to read you in our next episode is one of those facts. Moving on. Oops, 
if you are a fan of the show, we will give you a birthday boost eventually. We try to get to everybody. Uh, so the thing is, if you're uh, special, extra, we got to limit it. You know, obviously we can't do it for everybody, but every week we give out a couple of birthday boosts. She gives out two, I give out two. These are these are specially selected individuals who get the extra extra birthday treatment. And if you don't get one of those, then we give you an honorable mention. I got to hang out with Tommy Two Bags this week. And uh, again, as I told you, Tommy Two Bags never knew my nickname for Tommy Two Bags was Tommy Two Bags. So I told him the story, and then I, I gave him the episode uh, where I have that discussion about him that he had never heard because he wasn't a fan of the show. And hopefully he got a chance to listen to that, and uh, and hopefully he gets a chance to listen to this because it was fun hanging out with Tommy Two Bags. But he's not getting a birthday boost this week. That was back in December. Who gets your first birthday boost? Uh, I'm going to start off with Beverly Taylor. She was a friend of mine in A school. She has gone on to uh, get out of the Navy. Her and her husband are both pilots now, I think. And there you have a little one on the way. She she was my uh, go-to. We would always watch movies every Friday when we would, you know, finally get to take our boots off and sit down and think about nothing for more than five minutes. And we just eat Chinese food and watch movies. It's a great roommate. All of that sounds amazing. As you know, in my household, there were four boys. Uh, I am the oldest, and my youngest brother is the youngest. Obviously, that makes sense. Uh, But our (laughs) parents were frequently confused by our names. Whenever they wanted to yell at one, they could never get the name right. So we tried to convince them to simplify their lives and just use the number system. So I am number one. Avi, right? <laughs> and uh, then there's uh, Dwight and David and Robert. So uh, Robert's number four. And uh, number four doesn't doesn't think I remember this, but he, he will be celebrating his birthday while he is here visiting with me. So uh, we're going to try to make that special. Get him a Cavell. Get him a Cavell ice cream cake. You can't go wrong with a Cavell ice cream cake and get him a freaking happy birthday balloon, you know, treat him nice and don't yell at him. That's a, that's a big plan that we've got. He doesn't know about it yet. And he is currently not a regular listener of the show. And I, 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 I polled them separately asking why they're not regular listeners. And, and it's just because they're old and they don't understand that podcasts are very simple to listen to. So I'm going to work on making them regular listeners. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. But uh, Maybe burn it to a disc. And then when the disc is full, send it to them. <laughs> so number Play four, I'm going far. to tell you in person, but I'm going to tell you here on the Lunds B Show with T-Bone and Chick Brew. Happy birthday, bro. Who's your second birthday boost? I'm going to go with Desiree Romero. She, uh, kind of a newer person that I just recently um, She's one of the other assistant soccer coaches. She has a lot more patience for um, people in general <laughs> than I do. So I don't know how she manages to teach at the school and then be around teenage boys all day at soccer practice. But she's a saint because I, I want to throw the soccer ball at their heads sometimes. I'm not... This is why I don't have children. So, Desiree, happy birthday. Keep doing what you're doing. I don't know how you're doing it. <laughs> I may have got a little wrapped up in the uh, intended uh, uh, in the honorable mentions. But only because I knew that my next birthday boost 
was going to require a, a little bit more energy because it's you. That's right. No. Yes, yes, I am. I am no, uh, giving Chick Brew no. her birthday boost because she's just so incredibly awesome. She is so amazing. I love her so much that it brings me to song. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, my partner, Chick Brew. Happy birthday to you. That's right. You deserve that. I don't do that very often. I think no, you, you and Chris Oregon. You had such a nice voice. <laughs> You're not the only one with pipes. I hope you enjoyed your birthday. I know how cool it must have been having your family there for it. So, with yes. that, with that being said, who are your honorable mentions? Uh, I got Sean Renner, uh, Jeremy Crosby, Jeff Toll, uh, Brianna Bigby, and Zachary Murphy. All right, that's a good set, so let's give that there. Uh, we, it's been a little bit for us, so I've got a couple of there. Uh, Trey Tutson, very, very funny comic out of Houston. If you get a chance to listen to Trey Tutson, or you will see Trey Tutson in the future. You may not see Cal Verducci, but Cal is out there in Vegas doing his thing, making him laugh and driving people around. Uh, Elizabeth Ann's having her birthday. James uh, Jim Babs having his uh, and apparently he's got two profiles. Karen McMillan having hers. Also, Ronika Williams, D.T. Owens, uh, one of one of my great friends, uh, Rosanna Shunky. She's having her birthday. J.J. Uh, Boyd, uh, it's got his real name here, but I'm not going to use his real name. J.J. Boyd's having his birthday. And Umberto Laguna, who was uh, one of my sailors many years ago, is now in Rota and... Uh, He's, he's living the dream. So to all of those people, I wish you nothing but the biggest, the brightest, and the best. And a happy birthday to you. You know, once I get in the singing spirit, I can't really shake it. It's really, you, you can't get out of it. <laughs> we are uh, good on the clock. We have, uh, we have done our job today. Mr. Alan Thomas will be uh, happy once this thing is edited. Well, I did take a phone call in the middle of it. That's going to have to come out. But I don't think I was on that phone call for that long. And a few minutes late and started. We should be good. We should be good. I think we got a great episode here. And uh, with that being said... Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I remind you today as I remind you every day, just be the best person that you can be. And if you were a great person today, be an even better person tomorrow. And don't forget that you are loved. Thank you for listening to T-Bone and Chick Brew. If you enjoyed that show, you should check out the Darrell McLean Show, independent media that won't reinforce tribalism. We have one planet and nobody's leaving, so let's reason together. You can find the Darrell McLean Show at the same place you actually listen to this show. Give it a shot. And don't forget that you are loved. Just, it's almost a little bouncy today. I was feeling it. <laughs>